Welcome to the Legends of Oral Regeneration by the Osteology Foundation. One host, one guest, and a whole bunch of experience and expertise. Meet the people behind the names and get unique insights. Welcome to this um, interview on behalf of the Osteology Foundation. Um, my interview partner is Professor George Watzig. He is um, my mentor and um, apart from that, <laughs> he was uh, head of the Department of Oral Surgery, the uh, dean of the dental school. He was very active in, in research um, and to be highlighted here, a founding board member of the Osteology Foundation. So, George, it's a, it's a pleasure and a great honor um, that we can talk. Um, the only thing that separates us is this microphone. And um, so um, I'm, I'm really here to, to ask a few questions that are, are interested for me and I hope for uh, many of the listeners. George, 12 years after graduation in general medicine, you became dentist, specialist in oral and maxillofacial surgery, and you were appointed full professor and head of the Department of Oral Surgery. Another five years later, you were elected chairman of the dental school in Vienna. At that time, you were 40 years young. This is an exceptional jumpstart of an academic career. Can you share with us some thoughts on how we can speed up a young academic career? So one of the, of the most important points for me ever is uh, to recommend young people to uh, look around, uh, to stay abroad, to leave the primary training facility of course, after finishing uh, the, the first training session. But I think it's so important to uh, see uh, other treatment techniques and you can learn uh, such uh, a, a lot of new techniques. And also, if maybe the place where you stay, it's not so uh, famous, but uh, sometimes, uh, your experience will be better, sometimes worse, but you will always take something with uh, you. So if I look at my own career, I uh, had the wonderful opportunity to stay in New York at Columbia at New York University and I uh, had the possibility to, to assist uh, the most well-known people in plastic surgery, Professor Converse, and in head and neck surgery, Professor Conley. And it, uh, was a wonderful time for me. But beside um, the medical uh, improvements I learned at these placements is only to, to uh, expand the personal horizon, to, to, to uh, learn that there are so many possibilities, possibilities to reach goal. So that uh, brings us to my next 
question actually your work as a chairman of the department and the dental school and you dedicated around 30 years to these leadership positions and now the question comes up what were your major achievements what were your uh, major achievements as a leader of a department and of the dental school? The most important goal from the, from the beginning of my work as chairman of the School of Dentistry was to um, achieve a new house for the clinic. This was uh, a new building. This was uh, maybe the most important uh, goal. And we have got it. And, but uh, we needed 20 years to uh, reach this point. But besides this, of course, it was very important to uh, found this uh, new department for oral surgery um, and uh, to, uh, to people, to, to motivate my assistants to uh, create a high level of science. This was uh, another very important point. And I think um, compared uh, to, um, to many other schools, we reached a quite good level. You have to consider we started at zero. Uh, and um, at the end, we had uh, published uh, books about implantology, about uh, treatment of, uh, of uh, old uh, patients and so on, and the implantology, of course. So um, two points were really important to build up uh, the Department of Oral Surgery, to get a new building and to reach a good level of the science. So um, actually, since I'm working in this building, I have to thank you. It's a lovely place to work. Uh, let me uh, reach out for the next question. It's uh, related to... You, you filled the building with your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a lovely place, to be honest. It's, uh, it, actually, if you compare it to the previous situation. <laughs> now, let me, let me reach out for the for the next um, question and it's um, it's uh, on the osteology foundation aspects and when you were board member and you were a founding board member um, you created the vision linking science and practice in regeneration and based on this vision you created the osteology foundation supports science, research training, and education in oral tissue regeneration. And I think you could be proud to, to see what, what happens to the uh, Osteology Foundation. Can you maybe comment on how you see the Osteology Foundation today based on the pillars you have uh, built? 
So, um, uh, right from the start, the board of the Osteology Foundation consisted of truly recognized oral surgeon and periodontist. And I think that doesn't change up until today. Um, and uh, the goal up until today is the same as 20 years or 17, 17 years ago. Uh, it is to promote and support the research of bone replacement. And um, there was only one short time when uh, the VS board had a real challenge. Uh, this was a time of, um, of um, the med cow disease, the VSE because at this time it was a little bit dangerous that the BIOS uh, uh, could uh, get some problems, the use of BIOS. Mm -hmm. And in this uh, time um, the board had to build up a scientific background that uh, colleagues and, and patients could believe that BIOS is really harmless and is a wonderful uh, replacement material for bone. Um, now let me touch um, a bit of a private aspect. So um, you, you are married and have three children. So that's your private life and then you have a professional life that is rich, I would say being chairman, being uh, in the board of the foundation, you are um, in a leading position at the EAO, uh, you contributed to journals, visiting professorships, and you were a very active and successful author of publications and textbook. Now, um, how could you manage the balance between uh, the time you spend with the family and your professional life? Um, firstly, I have to mention that all these points uh, which, uh, which you told me just now, uh, we were successful only as a team. I, 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 nothing did alone, always a team was behind me. And this is, uh, I can only recommend this to, to every uh, person who is leading any uh, clinic or office, it's the same. And now coming back to your question, uh, how I could manage the symbiosis, it would have been better to ask my wife. Uh, but um, I really think it's very, very important that a good um, scientist and a good uh, dentist or professor, if he he needs a, a background, he needs a perfect background. When he comes home, um, it, it, it should, uh, they shouldn't uh, start a fight again. Uh, so um, I convinced that I wouldn't have uh, reached all these things you mentioned without my wife behind. Thank you for this beautiful answer. Um, getting back to uh, let's say the business part. It was already in 1988 
you did your first publication on OSI integration of dental implants. And in 1993, the best-selling book entitled Endosius Implants, Scientific and Clinical Aspects came out in 1996 in the English translation. As far as I remember, implants at that time had a machined surface and were placed primarily in the edentulous jaw. So, in your opinion, what were the major breakthroughs that have changed the field of implant dentistry since then? Were there any mistakes maybe and what are the new challenges in the field answering your question you can only uh, uh, use the name of uh, professor Pronemark. professor Pronemark for me was the founder of the modern implantology that's no doubt and I had the wonderful opportunity, together with uh, Fritz Newcomb in 1986, to, uh, to get invited to Württemberg and to see Professor Bronnemark, to see his technique, to see his implants. And this was a real turning point in my career, in my, in my philosophy. Because, of course, uh, we had implants before. Most of you will not remember link of implants or anything like this, or sub-periosteal implants. But uh, the implants of Professor Bronemark were, were really um, implants with a scientific background and very, very promising for, for the future. And uh, they are still the basis for all implants today. So um, the, another point, of course, is um, um, as as artificial bone substitutes. Uh, when I founded the, the department for oral surgery, we for, for augmentation of the jaw we had autogenous material only, and very slowly we started with uh, hydroxyapatite, and uh, and uh, we were very careful at the beginning, but more and more. We, uh, we didn't mix it only with autogenous materials. We used uh, artificial uh, uh, bone alone, for instance, in the, in the case of a sinus leaf procedure today. George, I, I think um, you agree when I say there is a tremendous amount of new developments, new technologies, new procedures in the field of implant research, but also in regenerative dentistry in general. And now it comes to choose how should a, a young colleague select um, which technology and which materials are uh, suitable and trustable for uh, him or her. So my own recommendation for these colleagues is to be patient. Wait. In my career, maybe three, four, five times I was too fast, and then I had a bad experience and I had failures. So be patient with new products. Let let others have these bad experiences and failures. And uh, hear uh, presentations, read 
scientific articles, uh, talk with colleagues, uh, wait till you achieve reliable clinical trials. Then you will see if the new is really better than your usual technique or this uh, usual product you have used before. Uh, thank you. So I, I would uh, like to come to my my final question, um, and it's it's about mentorship. And uh, I guess we we agree that mentorship is a a key ingredient for a successful academic career. Um, so you need trusted and loyal colleagues and friends to exchange thoughts and ideas and um, mentors also help you to make wise decisions. Do you want to acknowledge your mentors and supporters of your career and uh, maybe share some of the wisdom you have gained from them? Of course, uh, the most important uh, key, I would say teachers were uh, the um, professors at the maxillofacial department in Vienna. They learned me how to use a scalpel, how to uh, perform any surgical procedure. And uh, I don't want to miss any one of them. Uh, so this uh, training or was of great importance for me. Um, secondly, of course, very important is a discussion with friends. And in this connection, I have to mention, for instance, the, the board uh, of um, uh, the Osteology Foundation. We had wonderful discussions and uh, wonderful uh, presentations and all these years. And uh, I would say uh, you learn maybe much more in these discussions as uh, sitting in an auditorium alone. Uh, in an because um, if you, are, for instance, as an example, if you, go, if you travel to a meeting, mostly you learn more between the uh, presentations as during the presentations. <laughs> Now, um, actually, that was my last question, but maybe there are some, some questions I have not asked and, and you think that um, there is something the listeners of this broadcast should know and something maybe you like to share with us uh, without having been asked. The most important uh, points for younger uh, colleagues, I, ma I, man I mentioned already, go abroad, look at other places, specialize after you have seen all uh, fields of your, of your um, education, of your training, and um, I think uh, to specialize is um, of great importance and 
because um, then the patients will trust you. But another point I think is uh, very important, what will be the future of um, bone replacement of implantology? And uh, I think we will see in the next uh, decade, I would say, great uh, changes and uh, in implantology and uh, also I'm convinced in, um, in uh, bone augmentation procedures because we, we swim in, an, in a time of personalized medicine and we will have personalized medicine in uh, bone augmentation and implantology too. So uh, I will not exclude that in 10 years we, everyone will get personalized implants with, uh, for instance, uh, with a uh, 3D printer uh, and so on. And the same maybe we can see with um, augmentation procedures. There are some on the market, maybe not very successful, but uh, it, it, it's a um, development with, which will take place in the future, I'm convinced. So, dear Professor Watzek, dear George, it was a pleasure to, to talk to you and uh, it was a great honor that the um, situation allowed me to ask you questions. Um, you were for more than 10 years um, my boss. It was a, a wonderful time. I, I remember so well um, this um, exchange of ideas. So everything you um, you were mentioning, I, I, I could feel it and you were a, a great mentor to me. So thank you, George, for being with us. And that's the end of the interview. And you were a wonderful co-worker. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>